Got a Sonic in my pocket, got a Tails in my pocket. Got, got a, a Sonic, Sonic in my pocket, pocket, got a Tails in my pocket. Got an Eggman funeral, Eggman, Eggman funeral, <laughs> Eggman funeral, Eggman funeral. <laughs> Mass text duty calls. We've got a show to do. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Welcome to... I just made up this this great new thing for you. Yes. I've got it all set up. I've got these microphones here. I've got this computer here. You did a really good job. I've set up all the sound uh, uh. with one of my one of my friends did it, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and Whoever that was. <laughs> who was that masked person? Just to get us, you know, really, really ready for season two. Season two? <laughs> it's been basically a year since we started this podcast. Year two show. <laughs> oh! Welcome to Year 2 Show. Whoa! It, it, and now, for the entirety of the podcast, we all take bets on how long Nick has been holding on to that one. Five, five seconds. It, I really... It, 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 Incredible. Know, they bloom and they die in a moment and they're gone. Something I've been thinking about a lot yeah. coming up on our second year. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, just one of my idols and my heroes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking that we need to spend this year being just like a little bit more Austin Powers about it. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of Mr. Myers and Mr. Myers and Mr. Myers. I love all his work. <laughs> I love all the different Mr. Myerses in that film, Austin yep. Powers. But I, I don't know if you noticed, it took me a couple rewatches to realize this. Uh, Austin Powers is actually a huge Sonic fan. Is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, like a- now that's interesting mm-hmm. because... Um, he was born in the 1940s, if I recall correctly. It, like he's yeah. fr- like not nah, he was born there, but like he is in the 1940s. Yeah, he did a lot of time travel though, and there's a lot of that that was not on screen. Right. Okay. But so in in so doing, you're saying that he has had the opportunity and the will and the drive to go deep on Sonic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's I mean, a big he, fan. he knows he likes all the Sonic stuff. He especially likes Sonic stuff in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, uh huh. I don't know if I don't know. What's if you... his favorite game? Do you think? <laughs> oh, I, I I mean I'm guessing his favorite game has got to be something with a lot of mojo, like one of the original classics. Oh sure sure. They're sure. just like there's just full chock of full of mojo. Of mojo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one I think it's like Sonic and Tails and and then ampersand Knuckles. Yeah. Big ampersand that's actually got the like arrow pointing out of the top of it. Uh-huh. Like the, it's like the male light right like his symbol. Okay. Mojo. <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles and Mojo, the awesome Powers experience. Amper Sandwich Mogo. But I do know what his favorite Sonic uh, media, piece of media is. Yeah. Did you want to tell it to me? Yeah. Is this the joke? (laughs) (laughs) Let me take a big old sip of coffee first. This is going to rely a lot on my ability to get this tone across. Glub, glub, glub. He tells it to you throughout the whole movies because all the time he's saying... Oh, V A. We're back, baby. <laughs> this is your two show. This is your two show. The Pot of Go cast. 
the year two, 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 season two. Season two. We are your two hosts and year two of your two show. Year two. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog OVAs. That's they are right. Known. Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, which is like an hour long special split, split into two 30 minute chunks. Mm-hmm. And it is animated. It's <laughs> like a like a solid proportion of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. It is animated. Uh, like this a- one potentially drawn entirely yeah. by hand. Wow, it might have been. Mm-hmm. Did they even have computers in 1995 and 1996? Well, I personally didn't. So. I know that Final Fantasy VII was the first video game made on a computer, and it came out in 97. So I guess they might have had them, like... I guess in Japan they had them at that time. It's funny that you would mention Final Fantasy VII because Aerith was in this. Okay? Isn't that funny? That's yes. very strange. Her what name a was weird. Sarah, but Sarah, Era. Quick question for yes. you: Is it Aerith or Eris? What is the difference there? Does it matter? The Japan in the original Japanese, it's it's properly translated as Aerith, mm-hmm. if I understand correctly, and it was uh, simplified and dumbed down for the moronic audience of the United States <laughs> as Eris. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's such a huge intellectual oh, change. Oh, what a... Yeah, well, t- you t- listen, the way that it sounds coming out of my mouth. Aerith. Mm-hmm. Very, very it's smart. So very hard, smart. But it's hard to say. You see, I had yeah, to, but, like, warm up to it. But when you got there, I could tell that you had a lot of poise. You yeah. have a lot of... You have, like, a cultural background well, that really you. gives you a chance to say that TH just, like, very powerfully. Thank you so much. I mean, I did... Pr- I have practiced a lot. In the original Japanese, his name was Cumulo. Who but was, in America, they called him Cloud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because you spend the whole game accumulating materia. Uh-huh. And that, that... I don't know. I thought maybe it was a cloud thing. I thought it was just a direct cloud. Oh, oh, oh. Dumb down, America. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Let's talk about this cartoon. <laughs> So we watched the first 30 minutes of the OVA, yeah, and we will talk about the next 30 minutes of the OVA in two weeks from now. I guess so, because what we're doing is we're mixing it up. That's correct. Do you want to talk about it? I will touch on it right now. Just so you know, we are going to be, for the time being, alternating between this show and our show, Every Day's Great, which mm-hmm. has already been on a bi-weekly schedule, but to make it easier on us going forward and to make sure we can keep getting content to you every yes. day, every day, geez, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every- make sure we can get content to you every week, even when we're traveling mm-hmm. uh, for short periods of time. We want to be doing uh, one every week so we can kind of backlog them a little bit and yeah. so that we can... Uh, keep and, it going and keep all of our qu- our stuff at the highest quality. And not have to edit two podcasts in one week, which is a huge <laughs> amount of time when you also have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. So we're super excited yeah. about this change. Hopefully, we'll keep our energy levels high and keep both shows doing really well. Heck yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Let's hit that theme song. Here's a quick recap for you. This section of the OVA concerns Sonic and Tails on the planet Freedom. Mm. This is, I did a little tiny bit of research, and this is apparently the only time the planet Freedom is in a Sonic property. Interesting. The planet Freedom is structured as such. There is <laughs> there is a sky world. It's called like the, the world, the of, world sky. of sky. And the world of sky is kind of like the outer rim of the world, mm-hmm. like the surface of it. And it seems to be mostly populated by flying islands. Yes. There so, is a 
is the beach that they're on at the beginning like also on a flying island? I think that's think also so? a flying island. Mm. I'm not. I don't know for sure, but it felt very like Kingdom Hearts. These things are just kind of pieces in the okay. void. And I like that. It opens with Sonic and Tails on the beach, and then this owl chef old man yes. shows up and tells them that the king wants to see them so they go not the king the president sorry i did that earlier i yeah. kept calling him the king <laughs> so they go to visit the president and when they get there eggman is already there yep. eggman who is from the land of egg no no, no, no the, the world of darkness the world of darkness is, is that the, the land of darkness land yeah land of sky mm-hmm. land of darkness i think that's right he, those are the two <laughs> the two genders. <laughs> Those are the two things. Sky and darkness. Yeah. Tag yourself on the sky. Yeah. I'm the so- darkness. <laughs> <laughs> so in the world of darkness, Eggman has constructed himself a land known as Eggman Land. Eggmanland. Eggmanland. <laughs> and the world of the world of darkness is kind of like a video game world. Like that's what yes. we would think of as a video game world. There's random spikes in the ground. Mm-hmm. There's robots flying everywhere. There's platforms hovering in random places, but yep. mostly it's blank and bleak until you get to the city. That's right. A blank slate upon which to craft the perfect evil. Yep. Eggman land. <laughs> so Eggman tells them that a metal version of Eggman, a yep. much more powerful evil Eggman has kicked Eggman out of his house. And so Eggman has come to the land of sky to get Sonic to help him get his house back so that Eggman doesn't have to take over the land of sky. Yes, exactly. Is his explanation. Please help me maintain my current hegemony. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to expand into a new territory. Yeah. I'm trying to maintain the peace. He says, yeah, save me, to save protect me yourself. to protect yeah, Exactly. Sonic, very skeptical of this. Yes. And kind of everybody is. Yeah. He, the president and tails and, Aerith, who yes. is the president's daughter. <laughs> yeah. I want to touch on why I keep saying she's Aerith. She's, she just is. She has the outfit, the look, everything. She's literally wearing the pink, like, big shoulder, like, half jacket. Yeah. And... It's like the exact like outfit, the, the big like bow the in Like the Aladdin hair. pants and the big, yeah, like, big pink Aladdin pants, a bow in her hair, materia on it. She's wielding the staff. Mm-hmm. She like she keeps going. Where am I? Where's Cloud? She keeps opening her wallet and looking at a picture of Tifa, and just like <laughs> and just like one single tear rolls down her face as she rubs Tifa's face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, bring my material back. Right. She um. <laughs> is there someone scratching at the door? And then like Red Thirteen is there. And she's like, please hold on. I'm trying to talk to my father, the king. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go down to Eggman Land, and the Vincent is just there. It's super weird. It's weird because but you have to go like out of your way to find him. Mm-hmm. Like he is down there, but it's like in this casket. And you have to go through the underwater tunnel. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Like, you can miss him if you're not careful. You can really miss it, like all of Vincent, and that would be a big shame. <laughs> In, in the Sonic OVA. In the Sonic OVA, yeah, right. You have, if you, don't, close attention. you have to get to minute, I believe it was minute 22, mm-hmm. and then you have to rewind two minutes, and then it plays a different minute in the middle, yeah. which is very cool. Like, it, that's a very cool thing to do. It was really advanced the, for 1996. Exactly. Like, to put, like, the VHS was actually, like, two VHSs, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's this other VHS? And there's, it just seems like a blank tape. But if you play them, like, simultaneously in two decks, and then you connect the other tape deck to the other one, then you can see it. Like, it's synced up, right? Yeah, but these days, YouTube did a lot of work to make sure that the original intent, exactly. which was going back a few minutes and then playing it, was continued. Right, 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 right. So, anyway, so we did get to see Vincent, and it was great. It and was, then what happens after that? So, <laughs> so Sonic decides, based on the urging of the president and Aerith and Tails, who are all like, okay, yes, Eggman lies 90 times out of 100, but what if this is the last time? Yep. What if this is one of the times that he's not lying, and it really is a problem, and we do need to stop it? And Sonic is really surprised by it. He's like, oh! <laughs> wow what an idea what good logic <laughs> so sonic goes to the world of darkness alongside tails they go together to try to find 
metal Eggman. Yes. Eggman has given them a watch that will direct them. He says the shortest route uh-huh. to Eggman land, but <laughs> like the Apple Maps app, uh, oh. it it chooses instead the most difficult. The watch actually leads them through as many traps as possible. Yes. Because it turns out this is a ruse by Eggman all along. Because when the robot shows up, dude, we know who it is. Well, we see, while they're running through all these traps, Eggman and Aerith are just duking it out in some kind of fighting game wherein Eggman plays himself. And Aerith is a crocodile, I think? Yeah. Is that the game? No, I think they're both them. I think they've somehow, they have scanned themselves into why this do, PlayStation 1. Well, then why do I think she was a crocodile? What <laughs> was, was I looking at? The, the, the video within the video was pretty poor quality. The graphics were not very good. <laughs> yeah. It was able to scan you and create a perfect replica of you. You just right. weren't able to see it very well. <laughs> And it kind of defaulted to like, meh, vaguely crocodilian. Mm -hmm. They get close to Eggman land and they get attacked by Metal Eggman. Yes. As they are fighting Metal Eggman, Knuckles appears. Yeah, Knuckles sees him. He pops out of a hole. He's wearing the hat. He is dressed as Knuckadile Dundee. Knuckles is wearing like a Dundee cowboy hat. Yeah. Which... Actually, the thing that I thought of immediately mm-hmm. was th- one of the missing, quote unquote, missing Sonic characters that we've read about, the, the characters that like were there briefly but then disappeared, Yeah, yeah. was Knack the Weasel. Oh. In Japanese, he was Fang the Sniper, and he has an outfit that has oh, like a vest yeah. and a hat. And so I've decided that Knuckles was just like hanging out with Knack a lot and like decided oh. he wanted to look more like Knack. Gotcha. And so he's just sort of testing it out on this adventure maybe he woke up and was like oh knack can i borrow your hat and yeah yeah like, they yeah, woke sure. up next to each other yeah, exactly holding hands mm-hmm. and he was like knack my hair looks terrible can i borrow your hat and knack was like yeah babe. like your hair's fine but yeah i mean sure <laughs> i mean i like you no matter what <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that ship is called knackles knackles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Knackles. i mean very i mean it's easy that's an easy one <laughs> that's a really really good one. Oh, my knackles <laughs> or or nuck knacks nuck knacks <laughs> metal eggman is pretty powerful he's got uh missiles that come out of his hands he's got goop that flies out of his butt yeah he just really takes a big sticky dump off the side of a highway at one point (laughs) he really does and he just blasts tails to a chain link fence sonic is trapped on a stone that is sinking into the water actively he's gonna die that's another thing so they are inside of a basically a human city. Yes, it's for a like huge New part of this York fight. City. There's a sign that says like East 44th Street, and like signs that say like "Do not pass." Mm-hmm. Like very clearly modeled after like U.S. road signage. Yeah, and the city looks like a half-submerged New York. They run through an outdoor like Sonic video gamey area, and yeah. they go through what Tails calls a warp zone, right. which is like this interesting multicolored tunnel that yeah. teleports them somewhere, but it doesn't show us how the warp zone starts. They're just in it all yeah. of a sudden. and Or how it ends. They're just up here, back yeah. in, the, in this big city that is just a run-down, like, I Am Legend-style mm-hmm. city, mm-hmm. but a huge portion of it was underwater. Yeah, which makes me wonder, is this in the Neo Yokio timeline? right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I'm thinking, if you haven't seen Neo Yokio, Neo Yokio yeah. is the new anime that came out on Netflix featuring Jane Smith and Jude Law mm-hmm. and Susan Sarandon yes. and literally every famous person I've ever heard of. Yep. In a an anime modeled, that, that is distinctly in the genre of bad late 90s, early 2000s anime. Yeah. And so it is, play, it is doing a modern story in the genre of that kind yeah. of anime. Which is pretty great. It's very, very good. But a huge portion of New York is underwater. But it makes me wonder if this is supposed to be uh, another piece of that, like, 
uh, climate change or like or like nature loving metaphor that Sonic's a part of. Sure. Like, he's in a an apocalyptic future where humanity has just already failed. Yeah. The the people who made Sonic have been trying to tell us about climate change for almost thirty years. Yeah. And people still won't listen. In my opinion, they've done even greater work than Al Gore himself. Oh, absolutely. In terms of getting me knowledgeable. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. No no argument, no contest. An inconvenient boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> really highlighted, really showed me the way. Yeah. But uh, with that in mind, oh, I guess I should wrap this up, yeah, the yeah. summary real quick. Yep. They fight Metal Eggman with the help of Knuckles, defeat him, and then arrive at Eggman Land. Knuckles acts like he's about to leave them behind, but then decides actually he's going to come along too. Mm-hmm. He was just doing some treasure hunting down right. in the Dark World, apparently. I love when he says, this is just another job I'll never get paid for. <laughs> Can we put it on our tab? <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. He was like, hey, well, if I help you, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just another bounty hunter thing that uh, is uh, pro bono, I yeah, guess. Yeah, pro bono bounty hunter Knuckles uh-huh. is so very good. And they walk into Eggman Land, and that ends the first 30 minutes. Eggman Land is a big, wide metropolis with Eggman's face, like Hollywood signed right in the middle of it's it. It's like Casino Zone Kill a Kill Mountain. Yes, like, yeah. It lo- it's this giant pyramidal city with indeterminate lights all over it. Covered you know, in lights, but no big, signs of people yet. No signs of life. Mm-hmm. But it is dark, so sometimes, you know, a lot of people are inside at night. So I expect, like, when they walk all the way there in the next episode, my prediction is they're going to get there. It's morning time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's waking up. The baker is making bread. Yeah. And that everything's just chill there. It'll just be like a really cool land. And they're going to be like, wow, Eggman really did a good job. We should save it from Metal Eggman. <laughs> and then Sonic's, and then Tails is going to go, Sonic, do you think it's weird that Metal Eggman is named Metal Eggman and that it looked a lot like Eggman and it sounded like Eggman? And then Eggman, Eggman fell out of it when we broke it? Do you think that's it, weird? Do you think that's weird? Or what do you think, like... Should we still help Eggman is the question that I have. We really, do, we really don't have a good reason for them to have kept going into Eggman land. Because once they defeated Metal Eggman yeah. and it was revealed to them that Aerith and Eggman were inside of Metal Eggman all yes. along. Why did they why keep going? Why did they keep going? Did they? I kind of don't remember what exactly. But is, is like Aerith still with Eggman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they both, got her. They both popped out of the... Are they the dating robot. or like what's up? Like, no, okay, absolutely. Because it didn't look like she had like she was captured. It, well, it looked like she was she was captured, but she was using it as an excuse to get Eggman to hang out with her. Like she yeah. when they were playing video games, she was like, no, 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 keep playing video games with me, or I'll stop being your hostage. Yeah, she. <laughs> and he seemed totally like a total that worked on him. He was like, oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. I love how silly this thing was. It was. It has like so many just like lightning quick moments of. That like anime exuberance mm-hmm. that I that is one of my favorite things about the genre. There was a moment when Eggman and Sarah were leaving, and one of the robots in the room just held up a little sign that said "Bye, Sarah." Bye, Sarah. <laughs> and it's one of Eggman's henchmen, yeah, henchbots, like, like goodbye. These big spherical punch bots uh, that have spikes on them. They actually just like, look a lot. They look really reminiscent of the bad guys in the new Sonic Mania game. That's true. Even Metal Sonic, Metal Eggman looked a lot like. The yeah, kind of the things that Eggman creates in Sonic That's Mania. True. Yeah, it's just bye, Sa- bye, Sarah. And they have all these moments where they're like they're perched precariously, or they flip around in a funny way. And like the show takes the time to just like pause and show something cute happening yes. in the middle of serious moments in a way that I've hundred percent enjoyed. We've talked before about feeling like 
the OVA designs are our favorite designs. And now having seen more of them, yes. It's definitely the case, with the possible exception of Tyson Hess's, like, modern take on yeah. basically these designs. It, yeah, now I see the the lineage there a lot more clearly now. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like he's pulling a lot from this era. Because yeah. the, the Sonic is just so squat and cute. When he balls up, he yeah. balls up like an actual hedgehog. Like, there are still spines sticking out. Right, in and a way kind that... of wobbling back and forth to show that it's spinning around. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's nice to see him look like a, a, a living, squishy mammal creature and not like a sharp blade. Yes. Which is what he's portrayed as That's, in a lot of the more... A yeah. lot of the, like... Uh, cartoons that are long running yeah that's i like that stuff and i like the specific ways that they break the physical rules yeah like when his feet are running so fast that they turn into an infinity like that's so cool it's cool that there are a couple different like levels that right. it's, it's regular running infinity total blur and then he's an orb yeah exactly <laughs> and he powers up through these stages in mm-hmm. a cool way um i liked i liked tails's like action abilities in this one straight from the beginning so right at the very very beginning of the episode tails is suddenly like trying to save the old man whose uh rocket is crashing and he's begging sonic like let's go save him let's please save him and sonic is like you're the one that can fly i why would i do that yeah sonic's chilling on the beach and that moment at the very beginning made me think that maybe like sonic boom had tried to take inspiration from that very first scene yeah in this, this this version of Sonic that's just like, I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. But then totally missed that the good part of Sonic is when he realizes he needs to wake up and get into it. There's, and- yeah, it's weird because in Sonic Boom, when he does get into it, even when he's doing it, he's acting uninterested. Exactly. He gets to where he's like, ugh, okay, I'm saving the day. Right. But in this one, as soon as he decides to save the day, he's in it and he's having fun. Yeah, exactly. And he plays. And yeah. he does that in Sonic X, like where he's like playing and bouncing and, you know, jumping off of rockets and doing a little pose and that kind of stuff is so good and such an unusual thing Mm -hmm. i can't think of very many other examples of characters in shows especially that have that same spirit of just like being able to goof around on top of a rocket yes and (laughs) and being so confident that you can do something that you will always wait till the last possible second to do it yeah and then have fun solving it and it's like a good it's a it's a Maybe not the best attitude for everybody to have all the time, right. but it's very fun to watch. And it's also it also resonates with me very hard. Yeah. Sonic is like the ultimate procrastinator. Yes, he is. Even in matters of life and death. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll just make sure that however I save them is the most dramatic possible. Yeah, exactly. In this, in the beginning, when the rocket's about to crash, he manages to get there exactly when it slams into the wall to grab them and save them. Yeah. If I, I were Tails, I would be so frustrated. It, yeah, except that you probably know you can count on him, but Tails right. is obviously frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. Tails is a more like active, kind of slow and steady go-getter, yeah. like n- working on inventions and projects. And look, I invented this rocket-powered water slide, uh-huh. water sled. Uh, what do you call it? A boogie board. A boogie board. Mm-hmm. A ro- um, boogie-woogie rocket board. <laughs> they, The boogie-woogie rocket board of company, baby. <laughs> Um, he, Tails is like slowly working on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he gets out and he gets stuck and he's like, ah, Sonic, help. He's like, why won't you just come help me? And Sonic's <laughs> like, nah, I know you don't really need help. Sonic like, even says, he's like, Tails is still kind of a kid, huh? Yeah. And this aspect of Sonic is interesting because to me, it leaves room for growth. Yeah. Like Sonic as the slightly older person that has like learned to not care so much mm. and tails as the person who still wants to be a hero in a yeah. really genuine sense yeah yeah even when they are told like there's this big problem and we need somebody to save 
the world basically by Eggman. Yeah. Tails is the one who's like, this is an opportunity for us to save the world. Like we have to do it. You're yeah. so strong. And Sonic is like, that doesn't sound like my personal problem. Right. Which it, is something to learn. Yeah, absolutely. I've had um, a little bit of a bout of uh, depression in the last month mm-hmm. and have been thinking a lot about emotional inertia. Yeah. And uh, you and I uh, have talked about this stuff before. I talked to my brother um, yesterday about like once you're in he, he finally got a good rhythm where he gets off work and then he, he takes like one train stop down, gets off, goes in a coffee shop for like an hour and a half and does some drawing and feels really, really good. And he's yeah. been having a hard time drawing other things. But he's like, if I stop all the way, if I get home, now I'm playing with the dog, then I'm sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and then I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I have that same problem where I have, to, I have to get moving. And then once I'm moving, I can go. But if I let myself stop or if I take a break for too long or in the wrong way, then this happens. And so I just think about Sonic in terms of emotional inertia. Yeah. And that he uh, absolutely exhibits like a lot of those, like I identify with him. In the way that you're, you know. Yeah, he's got a, he's a great example of it on both ends because he is someone who has to be pushed very hard to get him going. Yeah. But then if he is going, it's hard to get him to chill. Yeah, exactly. Where he just will like keep going, keep getting stuff done, be constantly running, will be running faster and faster. Yeah. He's the, he's a perfect example of something that is so, so controlled by inertia, even down to the game mechanics. Right, exactly. And so th- there's a very clear illustration of that aspect of his character in the first few minutes of this show or of this movie. And I liked that. I want to touch on the first few minutes too, uh, for a slightly different reason, but that I think might tie into it. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first times we've seen Sonic, right? Oh, the very first shot of this was metal Sonic. We forgot that. Right. He's like floating in an abyss. Yeah. Before the credits, we see him hovering in like suspended in some kind of space they show us really specific shots of all of his body parts and then just cut to sonic and they don't mention it again for this whole first half right but eggman says you're almost complete we just need his life experience or something yeah what does he say he says all we need is his like perfect life energy or his perfect experiential energy something like that yeah we need a piece of sonic now to make you finished right i forgot about all that yeah Yeah. which is very very cool and then immediately we see sonic in connected to a lot of tech right away and i thought that was really really interesting because we usually we've talked about sonic as like a force of nature and he's always doing natural stuff right but in this case right away the first thing we have happen is tails bringing out a new invention right and then we have sonic pick up a remote and turn on a radio turn on a big boom box yeah it's like big cool chromey boom box with lots of orbs and dials and it looks very high tech yeah and then we see that sonic's base is this whole island and the trees part and a like uh, a ramp appears that has Sonic painted on the side. Yeah. They get in a big jet and they just like launch themselves out of it. Right. But the other times we've seen that kind of thing happen, it's almost always been associated with Eggman. Yeah. Eggman's base moving the trees out of the mm-hmm. way to make like room for him. Right. The hatch opening so something can come out. Right. Yeah. So th- and it could just be a result of making Sonic appear a little more like a superhero figure for this world yeah because be. it seems like he's the type of person the mayor like calls to solve problems sure and so they've ended up with apparently a lot of resources uh-huh. and a lot of time for probably tales to build this whole interesting base right but it is interesting to tie him directly to mechanics yes mechanics uh, machines mechanicals mm-hmm. <laughs> tie him directly to mechanicals at the beginning more than we've seen in almost anything else have him related to mechanicals yeah 
in a story that we know is ultimately about a version of Sonic who's entirely metal. Wow. Yes. I will be interested to see how that plays out and what Metal Sonic's deal is. Yeah. When that runway starts extending, it's one of these like, heck yeah, kind of like, okay, cool. There were a couple of shots like that where they really wanted us to feel like this is a cool moment. Like actually, it's black, the black screen, and then the... The horizontal slit opens up and begins to spread uh-huh. like top to bottom with bright white light shining in and like Sonic standing. You could see his silhouette against the top of this biplane. It's and so he's just good. standing there like dun, 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 dun. and then the runway starts extending and it's like, who made this? Tails must have made this. He must have made this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's a he's a child who built this whole incredible device. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that when Sonic rides on that plane, he does not sit on the plane. So good. He stands on top of the biplane's top wing. Yes. And he like sticks his butt out and lets the wind blow him in a way that's not, it's not even cool. It's like dorky looking, but it's so cute <laughs> it's and dorky looking. Cute. He's like, he's like a dog who just wants as much <sighs> wind on him as possible. It just feels great. And like my first thought was oh he's bored because this isn't fast enough yeah and then i thought no he loves this he's in a this is repose for him right to be to be propelled forward with that wind going through your quills and then he's like do do hedgehogs have quills is that the porcupine one that is but i uh, spines maybe spines spines are quills yeah but to feel that wind going through and just be like, oh, and leaning forward is so good. It's the good part of running really fast yeah. without having to do any of the work, yep. which does actually sound like his dream. Oh, it sounds great. I love this friendship. I love Sonic and Tails. And they're like, in the very beginning of this, you see the little frustrations they have with each other, but mm-hmm. also the ways that they trust each other absolutely and are yes. working together and are just like in this symbiotic team relationship it's great they really seem like siblings and they work so well together Mm -hmm. throughout this show like when sonic gets thrown up in the air and then tails like zooms up catches him and flips him around so that he can be thrown back down through the like eggman robot yes is amazing it's so good and it like it implies without having to talk too much about it that they have been working together for a long time yeah and they have all of these maneuvers all figured out yeah even when there's a moment one of my favorite shots of the whole episode when sonic and tails are both running really fast and sonic is about to fly off of something and tails like grabs him right at the edge yes. and they both almost fall but then tails uses his tails to like pull right and back. sonic is skidding on his shoes closer and closer yes and then sonic whips his legs up and the bottoms of his shoes are like really really hot <laughs> like they fall down together like oh oh god we made it and his they're like red hot molten like smoking yeah it's so good (laughs) it's adorable it's very very good i really really like this so far i like knuckles's look this thing is amazing like this is a really solid presentation of sonic and one of the cooler like this thing is cool yeah i'm just like what happened to this like i don't know why wasn't this sonic carried forward at all and why is this world only in this one thing and it seems it seems so good. It seems like one of the best examples yeah. of Sonic, like of any Sonic thing we've seen so far, at least. This first half seems like one of the best things we've seen. Yeah. It's like, why did it die Where'd here? Where'd it go? What happened to this? When all there when there was a lot of stuff that got to go for a long time. Yeah. And this also did come out way later from the two shows, or the, the two, all three of the shows that we've watched. Okay. This, this was in 96, and the other shows were in like two and three, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Mm, uh, Underground's from around this time, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I wish I knew facts. Uh-huh. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, these are all happening in a pretty, pretty close 
time to each other and it seems like by completely different teams yeah and so all these people were working on sonic at the same time in different methods and this is kind of the ova thing right like we'll do this one-off we're gonna let a team you know get a team together to do this one thing and the ova as an object tends to be really cool and really jam-packed and it's kind of like go for broke yeah approach like let's get this let's get this uh, animation studio to just do the coolest tight thing they possibly can in this world and i could see this level of like competence in the characters and intensity of their actions and everything being difficult to maintain over the course of a series or Mm -hmm. something but the the world is interesting and their dynamic is interesting but that's how i felt that's how i felt about little witch academia right where you watch the first ova and you're like that was the tightest 24 minutes i've ever seen in my life like the most incredible jam-packed every single second of it was perfect right and how could they possibly do that for any longer it's such a shame that there will never be any more because it can never be expanded upon or improved upon right but then they um, they have really really pulled it out with them the following movie and then the show itself is still so good yeah that like i just want hashtag kickstarter bring this whole team back yeah whoever did this give them a job let's Mm go (laughs) or just get tyson has to do uh this style just continue to do this style yeah yeah if if i'm sure there must have been conversations with him about doing more extended animations or something there has to be now right him in charge of art direction for a series like come on please uh, what are we waiting for (laughs) gosh that animation for sonic mania was just so good it is so good have you played any more sonic mania so i have played some more but i figured we should like continue the like worlds where we do another world and talk about it so i have played some more on my like other character but i've kept mm. one file on my switch that is just where we were cool yeah I so really, we can keep going on i haven't really played since we played either so okay, okay cool. we'll talk about that later yeah and we can keep playing and keep doing those episodes yeah is there anything else did we cover i feel like we hit a lot of high points i feel like we had a lot of high points i really really like the ova i think it's time uh, for some speed So the last time we did speed reading, you read to me one of the greatest action sequences of all time. I, if I recall correctly, our favorite walrus friend did dress up in, you know, like a race car and like girl announcers. Yes. Outfit. Yes. Ridge rotor. I think is what you're referring to. Yes. Ridge racer rotor. Ridge racer rotor. Uh, Sonic mountain biked down an entire mountain mm-hmm. and was trying to beat his time because he loves extreme sports he's so into extreme sports these days welcome back to speed reading sonic extreme edition <laughs> and then we know that by the end he yelled about how absolutely extreme he was oh my god okay let me figure out where oh yeah that's okay that's where we landed okay um <laughs> we haven't even made it through the first chapter of this story <laughs> ah good okay yes um <laughs> Rotor looked at his stopwatch and said, Congratulations, pal. You just broke your old record by four seconds. Jason! exclaimed Sonic. I am the master blaster of extreme sports. Just call me Sonic Extreme! <laughs> and that's where we left off. Just Last as good the second time. On speed reading. And here we... <laughs> okay. Ready for a plot twist? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Sonic's celebration was suddenly cut short. Princess Sally, leader of the Mobius Freedom Fighters, came into view. She was a short distance away, running towards Sonic and Rotor. 
Sonic, she called weakly. And then she puffed on her cigarette and <laughs> flipped her, it to the ground. On her digital cigar. Yes, that's it's a vape now. <laughs> she's, she's upgraded to a vape. <laughs> like in Metal Gear Solid 5, it's mm-hmm. finally a vape. <laughs> um, Metal Gear Solid vape? Is that why it's the Roman numeral V? Oh! <laughs> yes, it is. Doodly-doo. The Phantom Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, Metal Gear Gaseous. <laughs> Gaseous snake, come on, <laughs> come on, let me out of this prison of, Free pl- me. of pleasure. <laughs> um, Sonic, she called weakly. That's Sonic Extreme from now on, Sal. Oh my god. The hedgehog yelled back. From now on, I'm calling him from, Sonic Extreme. From within a bubble of solipsism, <laughs> seven layers deep. She called weakly. Yeah, she's Pay like attention. hurt or something. Okay. <clears throat> Oh my god, okay, okay, let me do this whole scene. Okay, okay. Okay. Sonic, she called weakly. That's Sonic extreme from now on, Sal. The hedgehog yelled back. Sonic was so caught up in his record-breaking triumph, he didn't notice that something was wrong with Sally. Sonic, began Rotor. Sonic extreme, corrected Sonic. (laughs) Sonic extreme. Sonic extreme. (laughs) No, Sonic, I'm serious, said Rotor. Sally's in trouble. (laughs) Is that Rotor's voice? Yeah, that's close enough. Close enough. I just need it to be a little dopier. Could you okay. give me like a little more dope? No, Sonic, I'm serious, said That's Rotor. very good. Sally's in trouble. It's a little bit Andy from Twin Peaks now. Very good. Um, Sonic focused on the figure now stumbling toward him. He could see that something was very wrong. Sal, he shouted. Sonic left off his bike and dashed over to Sally in a blazing blue blur. When he reached Sally, he saw that she looked exhausted. Her clothes were torn. She was covered in dirt and she could barely stand up. Sally had obviously been in a battle. Sonic and Sally... Along with Rotor. <laughs> okay, stop vaping. You get she's not vaping right now, she's hurt. Sonic and Sally, along with Rotor, lived in an underground hideout called Knothole Village, located deep in the great forest of Mobius. They were all part of a brave band of freedom fighters led by Princess Sally. Sally's father, the good king of Mobius, had once ruled the planet. But then Mobius fell into the evil clutches of Dr. Robotnik. Robotnik kidnapped the good king and took control of the planet. <laughs> Mobius had once been a happy, clean place to live. But under Robotnik's rule, the planet had become a dark, polluted wasteland. Robotnik's mechanical soldiers, called SWATBots, patrolled the planet. Their mission was to stop Sonic, Sally, and the Freedom Fighters in their quest to rid Mobius of Robotnik and place the Rifle King back on his throne. And that ends the recap. Sonic now picked up Sally and carried her to the base of the mountain. Rotor was waiting, very concerned. Wait, Rotor was already at the base of the mountain? Well, that's where he was. That's where he was the whole uh, time. He was doing the stopwatch at the bottom. I don't know why. Yeah, but wasn't Sonic at the bottom then? If he Sonic had, had gone the- to the bottom, and where Sally? A lot of questions about topography in this particular yeah. episode. Uh, the physical space. I don't feel like. What it are was we? It's not really, really like properly laid we out. We got a good sense of history, but not of geography. We're gonna need another class, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hopefully, what's the yeah. math like? And what's and also what? <clears throat> we've already covered Jim. <laughs> Extreme Jim. I'm Caleb Extreme. From now on, by the uh, way. I'm still just regular Nick. Um, <laughs> I'm the rotor in this room. <laughs> uh, Sonic now picked up Sally and carried her to the base of the mountain. Rotor was waiting, very concerned. What happened, Sally? He asked. Sally caught her breath and began. <sighs> she caught, she caught, she a, breath caught a, a breath of that deep vape. Bunny and I went out on patrol, she began. Bunny Rabot was a freedom fighter, too. She was half rabbit, half robot. Her body, legs, and left arm were mechanical and extremely strong. Her head and right arm were those of a living rabbit, and also extremely strong. <laughs> I added that part, but well, it's, it's true. true. Bunny had once been a normal rabbit, 
but Robotnik had tried to turn her into a mindless robotic slave. Sonic saved her, but not before most of her body had been mechanized. Oh. Was she saved, like, mid-roboticization? It sounds like it. Whoa! I mean, it worked out okay for having muscle in the resistance, but I feel bad that her Oof. body was taken from her Me like too. That. God, this is... It's so serious when you think about what's really happening in these stories. Yeah, the Sonic Ugh. world is very serious. Yep. I wonder if anyone will ever discover that or discuss it at length. <laughs> Teaser for season two. <laughs> <laughs> we were carrying your robot-paralyzing weapon, Rotor, Sally continued. Rotor was a great inventor. He was always building devices to help the freedom fighters in their battle against Robotnik. Rotor had invented this weapon to stop Robotnik's SWAT bots. A team of SWAT bots ambushed us. Before we could use the weapon, one of them grabbed it and fired it at Bunny. She instantly lost her robotic strength. Without it, she could barely move her heavy mechanical legs and arm. I just managed to escape myself. But where's Bunny? Asked Sonic. The SWAT bots captured her, replied Sally. We've got to rescue her, Sonic. We've got to. Then Princess Sally collapsed in Sonic's arms. Aww. Drama. End of chapter one. That's the end of today, I think. Wow. I'm tense. That was Michael Teitelbaum, I think. I I don't want to be... You know, it's it's like picking your children, but sure. I, I really think he's grown a lot. He's learned a lot, and he's already, you know, just brought the stakes so high in this book. This book is better than the other books so far. <laughs> yeah, and also Sonic, the, the fact that the title is the name that Sonic is demanding everyone that's call him so from now on. That's so funny. God, that's funny. I broke a world record, so now I will forever be known as Sonic Extreme. Sonic Extreme. Mm-hmm. Sonic Corrected. <laughs> is one of my favorite sentences that's ever been written (laughs) it's so so good oh boy well that's it for speed reading and i guess that's it for your two show yes is there anything else you have on the docket caleb I think that's all for this week. I was going to say, just another quick reminder that yes. our next Your Two Show episode will be two weeks from this one. Yeah. Our next Everyday's Great episode is next week. If you still haven't listened to Everyday's Great, it's it really is worth it. Even if you don't know a lot about Persona, right. we are going through it bit by bit and talking about it and analyzing it just like we are the Sonic universe. Playing Persona 4, yeah. And it's a fun time. And, and plus, that game's really long and kind of worth just like let's playing through anyway yeah so even if you want to watch the anime or just like watch a little bit of it to get your Mm -hmm. bearings we talk through most of it in just excruciating detail oh boy and it's uh um we're we're renovating that show a little bit too which you'll hear if we do it next time but Mm -hmm. we're going to try to keep them a little bit shorter and play a little bit less of the game Mm -hmm. per episode which means we'll be doing the podcast for the next mm, 20 years (laughs) but it means each one we're going to get to play around and expand on the little details a little bit more and and uh you know just uh and just spend the next 20 years just having a really good and time. just have a good time for as long as we can stand it you know what i mean uh-huh. <laughs> so uh subscribe to that mm-hmm. now i'll give you a second great i'm waiting extreme <laughs> and as we're continuing with the show yeah. it would be extra useful now that we're getting back on track and we're getting things moving yeah. again for you to be recommending the show and everybody's great to people and for you to leave a review on itunes if yes. you haven't done it before or even if you have before and you just want to update it with some new fresh information about our new fresh yeah. look in life you can go in and do that now and if you all do it kind of close to the same time it's more likely to draw attention from other people yeah heck yeah and you know what this is year two we almost quit after year one, but then we said no. They need us still. I didn't. I we didn't. We almost didn't quit. almost quit. No, I'm just. <laughs> but in the narrative, it was a dark time, and we yeah. thought maybe we shouldn't do it. But then we looked at all of you right in the face, and we said, 
Not today. We, your heroes, knew that there was no way you could ever live another week without hearing us talk about Sonic the Hedgehog for just a little bit longer. Just one more day with Sonic. And your pals. Just one more day every week for the foreseeable future. So, you know, hey, um... Thanks for being here with us, and we are so glad that so many of you are so nice, and that you want us to keep doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Bulby and Goodnight Productions Thank for our you, theme song. Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions. I, okay, sorry, yes. Bulby does the interstitial music that we use a lot of the time. Thank you to the composers of all Sonic music of all time, uh, which we sample liberally, but absolutely legally. Yeah, and with lots of love. Oh, just love. Le- lovingly, legally. And, and liberally. Liberally. <laughs> That's like that's, that's like wow. That's like my whole deal, <laughs> except for the legally part. I'm not super into laws. Nah, not the not not the ones we got right now. Anyway, no. Hey, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. My name's Nick. My name is Caleb Extreme, and, and you're two shows extreme. Beauty is poetry, joke is poetry. And poetry, you know, it's short. That's one of the the main hallmarks of poetry. Poetry is motion. That's why Homer say. That's why when Homer came out with all of his Mm -hmm. poets, everybody was poems. Everybody was like, these aren't poems. (laughs) It's really long. (laughs) Mm, This is too long. It's not happening fast enough. What they don't know is that Homer recited the Iliad real quick just like right there. like in and out like greek is a quick language uh-huh. and they don't you don't think you're like wow they sat there for four hours to hear about one dude losing a sword <laughs> and they're like no bud that was a half hour sitcom episode for them and he was really playing up the homoerotic tension and you know the fans go crazy oh they love that stuff and when you do it that fast like everybody's at the edge of their seats like homer is hilarious <laughs> if you read it at the right speed <laughs> The Trojan War, when told quickly, is like a lot more of a madcap comedy than you think it would be. The light speed is the right speed for Homer and his fun jokes. (laughs) 